and we want people with integrity to be here because if you can't trust a police officer, um, you know, to do their job, to be honest, um, there's no sense of being a police officer. Listening to the Black and Blue Podcast, a discussion and celebration of the roles of African Americans and other minorities in U.S. law enforcement. Your host on the Black and Blue Podcast is Dale Peters, a law enforcement professional with over 20 years' experience in the business. Hop on board this Black and Blue train of interviews, current events, and pop culture conversations. So get ready, the Black and Blue Podcast is coming at you right now. Hey, Black and Blue fam, what's good? Welcome back to the Black and Blue Podcast, where we celebrate diversity in U.S. law enforcement. If you don't know me by now, uh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Dale, and I'm the host. Thank you for tuning in for this episode. Before we get started today, let me ask you, please click those like, subscribe, and bell icons right down here on my YouTube channel. And leave a comment down there, too, and let me know what you think about this episode and the show in general. If you listen to me on your favorite podcast platform, Go on ahead and rate the Black and Blue Podcast five stars. And finally, make sure you check me out on any one of my social media pages for even more content. You can find me everywhere at Black and Blue US. All right, so uh, we've been talking a lot on this show for a long time about the tough times law enforcement is having across the nation uh, about recruitment. And in general, we're going to talk about that on this show today. So, uh, this show in particular champions the efforts to bring more minorities into the profession. And today's guest is responsible for getting qualified people into his organization. So Black and Blue fam, please help me welcome to the show Orlando, Florida Police Sergeant Yong Hall. How you doing, sir? Good, good, Dale. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what's going on out there in Orlando today? Oh, nothing but sunshine and uh, you know sand and all the good things in life. Sunshine, sunshine. You got to rub it in. I'm out here in Cali and and it's not even sunshining out here today. Yes, sir. Yeah, we've been hitting, getting hit with the rain. So I see you got a troop of people behind you. Let me let me expand the window there so we can see who you got back there. Maybe you can introduce them too. All right, we got my recruiting team here, the best in the uh, nation. Uh, we'll go with uh, Ben. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Corporal Ben McCalley. Corporal Stanley Avignon. I'm Corporal Casey Jeanette. And again, I'm Sergeant Young Hall, and we are the recruiting unit for the Orlando Police Department. All right, so to your uh, recruiting unit. So uh, like I said in the uh, opening there, you guys are responsible for bringing uh, qualified people into the organization. How long have you been doing that? Well, I just recently got assigned to this unit, but uh, my team here has been um, – on this uh, in this unit for more than three years, so they have, they are very well versed and uh, probably the best recruiting team that I've ever had been a part of. So I'm very uh, proud of them. Yeah, yeah, and we'll definitely talk about all that uh, as well. Um, you know, recruiting efforts for Orlando and and what you guys do and all that. But uh, real quick, uh, 
Yep, we got the the computer sounds going there. It's okay. Hey, this is recorded, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens. But uh, nonetheless, so uh, how long have you been with Orlando? I've been with uh, Orlando PD for 16 years, um, and it's been an absolute blast. It's everything that I ever dreamed of. I apologize. I got these alerts. Um, it's, it's it's been absolutely uh, everything that I could think of. Um, it's fulfilling all my dreams that I've ever wanted to do here, and uh, I've been happy from day one. And it's still uh, an amazing place to work at. Okay, are you from Orlando? I am not. So interesting uh, start for me. I was born in South Korea. So when I turned two years old, I was born in Incheon, South Korea. Uh, two years old, my family immigrated to uh, Detroit, Michigan, and we wanted to get the uh, American dream, and, uh, you know, that's what happened. So we moved to Michigan, uh, Detroit, Michigan, and I grew up there, went to my school there all the way up to high school. Uh, we ended up moving down to Florida, did a little stint down here, and that's when I first got my taste of sun sand, you know, beaches, and uh, that kind of hooked me. Uh, We moved back up to Michigan, uh, spent a a few more years there, uh, got married, raised uh, two little girls up there, and decided uh, this is something I always wanted to do. Uh, This is my second career. Uh, I started out at Ford Motor Company, did that for 12 and a half years. Uh, It just wasn't a fulfilling career. Uh, So I decided to go after what I always wanted to do since I was a little kid. And uh, here I am. So 16 years later, uh, I'm still with the Orlando Police Department and still loving it. Nice, nice. You, you still got family in uh, in Detroit? I have family in Detroit and in South Korea. Nice, nice. So I got to ask the question, are you a Lions and Tigers fan or are you, you know, Dolphins and all that now? So it's funny you ask. I got a little Detroit Lions helmet up there uh, behind in my office. Uh, you know, when you're a Detroit Detroit fan and you're from Detroit, you, you tend to be a, a diehard fan uh, of every sports uh, team up there. Yeah, yeah. And Florida's a lot of transplants, people moving from uh, from the northern parts of the country down there to the sunshine and all that. Um, I'm sure that transition was nice for you as well, right? Oh, absolutely. The, the snow, the cold weather, uh, that's brutal. It's very brutal. Uh, it's hard. On, you know, just the everyday working, um, you know, especially being a police officer, uh, trying to write a, a ticket and your ink from your pen freezes up. Uh, yeah. People don't think about those things. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why you got to learn a, a good sign of a good police officer. You don't write tickets in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we get much out here in SoCal, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can imagine it's too cold. I'm not getting out. <laughs> so, yeah. So you said that you had always had always wanted to be a police officer. So, what what kind of brought you to Orlando PD as opposed to other agencies out there? Well, I mean, when we started vacationing, I uh, brought my my little girls down here to go to Disney World, and it was just a, a good place to live, a good place that I felt like we could raise our family. Uh, and this is how we ended up coming coming down here is because the whole vacation spot um, just always had a good reputation. I also had a, a good friend of mine that worked at this agency, and I was able to reach out to him, and uh, he had nothing but uh, praises for this agency. 
and that's what uh, attracted to, attracted me to come down here. Yeah, that's what's up. And then, uh, so you 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 got on Orlando, and and what kind of the the job assignments have you had? You said you just got into recruiting, but what what else have you done before that? Oh gosh, um, well when I first started as an officer, you know you know you know as well as I do, uh, the foundation of this department of any agency is the patrol unit. So I started out in patrol and learned how to become a police officer. Uh, soon after, uh, I was able to go to a specialized unit, neighborhood patrol unit. Learned a lot there, learned how to be proactive, but I also learned how to do community policing there as well. Uh, from there, I went on to a TAC unit. Uh, you know, it's a, a felony crime unit, and we we're, we're respond to all the emergency calls. Uh, from there, I went to the undercover drug unit, uh, did a stint there, learned a lot, learned how to write search warrants and whatnot, and then moved on to CID, where I became a property detective, an SVU detective, uh, assault and battery detective, uh, and went made my way to homicide. Uh, shortly after, went to recruiting. They recruited me over to recruiting. Um, became a recruiter, uh, loved it, got promoted out of there, and then I started making my rounds back in the system as a sergeant. Um, but, you know, this was my first love, and I always wanted to come back here. So this is where I'm at um, and, and happy to be here. All right. And you're responsible for trying to bring new people into the department. How, how large is Orlando PD right now? Right now we're about uh, 880 sworn officers here uh, and, and many more civilians. So, you know, we're trying to reach that thousand mark and, and it should happen pretty soon. So we're a growing city and, you know, it, it's just a wonderful place to work. And, you know, as you can see, a lot of people are moving to Florida, uh, especially our central Florida uh, area. Yeah. Yeah. Are you authorized a thousand? You're just down 200? No, 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 no. We're, we're almost right there uh, at our uh, full staffing. Uh, so I, I understand that the nation has had... Um, struggles. And, uh, you know, during these times of COVID and uh, protests, uh, the interest have uh, gone down. Uh, luckily, uh, due to our pay, our benefits here, uh, the great working environment, the leadership quality here, um, we haven't seen the, the issues that other agencies have in, in this state or, or, matter of fact, in this nation. So we've been pretty uh, fortunate to always stay uh, close to our staffing numbers. Uh, we only have uh, a few openings. We started out with about 100 openings. Uh, we were down through attrition, uh, but we were able to make that up real quick, and uh, we're almost at full capacity now. And once we get back to full capacity, uh, that's when we're, you know, we're going to probably add some more bodies here so that we can grow as a uh, city. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure Orlando, just like Florida in general, is a pretty diverse state. I uh, visited there a few times. We talked off air about, uh, you know, my plans to move there after I punched my ticket out here in Cali. And, uh, yeah, I noticed the d- diversity there as well. Uh, you said you're you're Korean, correct? I am. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there a pretty large Korean population out there? We got a few out here. Uh, the Asian population, we have a little section of the city that's, uh, you know, 50 and colonial. Uh, we call it little uh, little Chinatown, little Vietnamese. Uh, so I mean, we have we have a lot of Korean barbecues. I know you're you're aware of those. Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot of them in L.A. Um, so yeah, we ha- we have a, a sprinkle of uh, Asian communities out here uh, that that I'm very proud of. And uh, 
you know, we're, we're always looking for uh, people who reflect the community. And as you can see, as, as far as my recruiters go, um, you know, we're a very diverse unit uh, as well as a very diverse uh, agency. Yeah, looks like uh, you, you kind of mirror the, the community as far as uh, diversity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, back there in, in uh, you know, your recruiting staff there, what, what are you guys kind of responsible for as, as recruiters? Ben? Sure. So our, our job is to kind of seek out those qualified applicants to bring in, to fill those spots on the road. Because um, obviously, you know, we want to make sure that we have good qualified officers on the road protecting the citizens. Um, but not just that, we want to be able to get those officers that are already working here the opportunity to move around to different spots in the agency. So in order to do that, we need to fill those positions on the road with good qualified applicants so these officers that have seniority can start to move around to fill those positions that we're in, that you know Sergeant Hall is in before he became a sergeant when that position opens up. Um, so we'll go to different recruiting events, we'll go to colleges, we'll go to military campuses, um, and we'll just give presentations, you know, show them uh, what it's like being at the Orlando Police Department. Tell them the benefits, the pay, the vacation, um, the working environment, you know, the camaraderie that we have as officers on the road in the different units. And then, you know, try and get them to come take our civil service exam and start the hiring process and then just go from there. You know, we kind of all the way up to the point that they're starting actual training. We will be with them every step of the way. Um, and then even after training, we still tell them, hey, you have my cell phone number. You have my desk number if anything ever happens. And, I mean, we have people that we've hired and two years down the road, they're still on the road and they'll call us and ask us a question long beyond, you know, they've been recruited and they're still reaching out to us. So, you know, we, we, we get a bond with them once they've been hired and it just works all the way through their career. Nice, nice. Yeah, because I was going to ask you how, how far do you guys go into their into their process? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you recruit them to take the uh put in their applications, but do you, do you, uh, help them along with the, you know, the physical agility? Do you help them along with the, with the interviews? Do you help them along with the, you know, the, I'm sure you don't help them with the medical, but do you kind of give them some insight on what to, what to expect during the medical and the psychological and the, and the polygraph and all that? Yeah, we're, we're with them every step in the way. Um, and it's, it's a long process, you know, from, from filling out the application online all the way through to sending their packet to the chief of police. You know, we have, we tell them what the next step is, you know, because at every step it's a review process. We come back to Sergeant Hall and we say, Hey, Sergeant Hall, this applicant passed the polygraph. What's the next step? Okay. They're going on to the next step. And then we call them back and say, Hey, you're moving to the next step. The next step is this, you know, it's a medical exam or it's a conditional offer of employment or it's a, you know, another polygraph or a psychological um, and then after that, we prepare them for the academy or for orientation, you know, because the academy itself is a five-month training evolution. Um, and if they have issues in the academy, they're reaching out to us because we've been through the academy. We know what it's like. We know the coordinator. Um, so they're going to ask us questions and see if we can help them through that process. Um, and then after the academy, it's orientation. Again, we've been through that. We know what orientation is like, so we'll help them through that process. Um, and it's it, – you really – it's – it's, it's tough to say, you know, it's kind of like you have a child and it's, you know, we, we have up to 20 or 30 of these children every step through the process because these are people that we've gone out and recruited. So we want to make sure that they succeed. So we're going to put in that extra effort, you know, to help them as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. 
And do you guys help out with, uh, say, any of the other processes that they go through, say, uh, backgrounds, or is that another unit that handles backgrounds? So we have um, we have a few units in recruiting. We have our recruiters. We have our background investigators. We have our polygraph uh, examiners. And everybody has their uh, uh, lane that they have to uh, travel in. So um, whenever uh, they they get through one phase of the uh, hiring uh, so the process, uh, they move on to the next one. And then that particular uh, unit that deals with them will start handling that specific thing. Um, you know, and again, just to kind of touch on what uh, Corporal McCallie said, you know, we're trying to make this a, a very uh, good experience for them, a comfortable experience. Or I know you've been on uh, job interviews before or job application processes where, you know, you're, you're in limbo, you're talking to no one, uh, you basically fill something out and no one contacts you. You don't know if you're being selected or if you're even being considered. Uh, we want to try to keep them informed as much as possible. Uh, all the applicants, we want them to know what process they're in. If they're making it to the next step, gives them some hope, right? So if, if they have that faith that we're, we're still looking in at, at them, they're going to stay with us and, you know, hopefully uh, they'll have a good experience and, uh, you know, they, they can spread the news as well. So we want to hold their hand through the entire experience and, and make them feel as, as comfortable as possible through this hiring process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I see that uh, one of your recruiters there is, is a female. Is there uh, uh, any sort of pre-academy or pre-hiring uh, uh, events that uh, are, are geared towards getting females ready for, for the academy or for the job itself? Um, there's really nothing special for the female applicants. Um, we have to go yeah. through the same thing that, that everybody has to go through. Um, but... I, you know, I can work with my female applicants and try to get them to understand what it's going to be like in the academy and make sure they know they have to be running and doing push-ups so that they have to be able to keep up and, and make us proud. Just to touch on that, um, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing to have uh, Corporal Jeanette on this unit because, and just to let you know, she's our most senior uh, person. I know she looks like the junior person, but she is our most senior person. She's got the most experience in recruiting. Um, <laughs> But she's about to hit, what, 20 years, right? Yes. So congratulations on, on that milestone. Um, yes. But, um, you know, it's nice to have her here because when she goes out on recruiting events and, and, and speaks in front of uh, college classes, criminal justice classes, um, you can see that the female applicants, uh, they, they, they gravitate towards uh, Corporal Jeanette because they want to hear her testimony. And, uh you know, it's nothing better to have somebody who actually lived through it and experienced it telling the story of how they went through this whole process, how the job is uh, based on their experience. Um, you know, also, uh, just to let you know, we just, uh, you know, we got a new chief uh, in 2022, um, and his name is uh, Eric Smith. Uh, amazing, amazing leader. Uh, so he just uh, signed up for the uh, 30 by 30. And we want to make sure that we get uh, this agency uh, uh, up and up with uh, the rest of the nation. You know, we're currently at around 15 percent uh, female officers here. I think the nation is a little lower at like maybe 12 percent or lower. Uh, so we're uh, we're a little ahead of the uh, scale, but there's there's a lot more work to do, to do for us. And uh, that's one of our goals is to uh, hire uh, more females for this law enforcement uh, career. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. The 30 by 30 initiative is, is a great initiative. And, and I love to see agencies taking part of that and, and trying to forward that. Yeah. So Orlando is a, is a big tourist destination. I'm sure you guys have seen a, a lot of things in your day there. Um, seems like uh, Disney is, is the biggest tourist attraction there. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Disney here uh, a little bit later. But uh, what, what's the uh, what's the experience as, as far as um, as an officer dealing with tourists and dealing with all the attractions there? Stan, you want to hit on that? Um, the good thing with our agency, the fact that we have is pretty diversified. Um, we are able to, I guess, be ready for the different cultures and different experiences that when people come over. So. I'm from a different background myself. Um, that's one of the reasons why I joined um, the Orlando Police Department. Um, Haitian, there's a big Haitian community, a big Haitian population here. The fact that I'm able, I was raised with a different culture, I've addressed working with different cultures, is giving me the patience and experience to be able to handle you know, all the different cultures that come in here and that come you know, to visit the theme parks and have the Orlando experience. Yes, yes. Orlando's beautiful, and uh, yeah, I love going down there. It's like, like I said, I haven't been to Disney World. I've been to uh, Universal and all that out there, but yeah, I, I love, I love Orlando. It's really cool, really cool. That's one of my main spots too. Is um, Universal? I work, I work out there a lot when I'm when I work extra duty, um, and the diversity out there is it's amazing. And that's one of the one of the key points of, or you know high points of working out there is. I get to interact with a lot of the guests that come through and it's amazing that the majority of the locals will not come up to me and talk to me, but the majority of the tourists from other cultures, from Asia, from, you know, from Brazil, from all different cultures, they'll come up to me. Um, they'll look at all the gear that I'm wearing and they'll talk to me. They'll ask me questions and they're just amazed that we're standing out there you know, smiling and interacting with guests. So that's, it's, it makes working out there a little bit, you know, a little bit more relaxed. You know, you have a little more fun when you're talking to people from different cultures and just kind of having good conversation rather than having to worry about doing, you know, tough police work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so we're talking about, you know, tough police work and you guys are in the recruiting unit. Um, what's, what's the family like for you guys? As far as so we can tell that to our recruits, what, what should recruits expect as far as, you know, their job? You know, are they going to be away on, on the job a lot? You know, uh, what should their families expect as them being police officers just starting out? You know, we have a very uh, diverse um, work schedule as well. So, you know, if you're in a, a patrol status, uh, we have 12 hour shifts. So they have a lot of days off. And the, and the great thing about being in patrol you know what your schedule is two years from now, three years from now. So you can set up a vacation without an issue. Uh, that's some of the great things. Uh, you know, we have a, a schedule where you work Monday, Tuesday, you're off Wednesday, Thursday, you're off, uh, you work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The following week, every day that you've worked, you're off now, and every day you're off, you work. So you have a lot of time off so that you could go home, decompress, and, uh, you know, just have a good time and spend, spend time with the family as well. So uh, this agency has always been uh, very accommodating to uh, uh, families. Uh, so, you know, I think everybody behind me can attest to that. So, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been an amazing uh, place to work. Uh, our leadership, uh, you know, this is one, one place that, 
you know, a lot of uh, Orlando police leaders have gotten jobs at other agencies as chief of police, um, sheriffs, uh, mayor of Orange County, and also we have a congresswoman up there, used to be our chief, uh, Congressman uh, Woman Demings. So she used to be the chief of police here, and, uh, you know, what a what a, a amazing uh, program we have here to continually build leaders and, uh, you know, pave the way for the rest of Central Florida, if not all of Florida. All right. Well, you know, since since we're on the topic, what, what are sort of the qualifications, um, the minimum qualifications you need to be a police officer there? Casey, you want to hit that? So minimum qualifications, uh, you need a valid driver's license, you need to be a U.S. citizen, um, high school diploma or equivalent. We want people with, um, you know, no felonies, no misdemeanors for like five years or so, um, things like that. And then above and beyond that, we'll look for extras, like if you have a college background or military background, that would also help you. Okay, nice. And also... And also, we're looking for people that's physically in shape. So get prepared when you get here. You got to be able to run, push ups, and set ups because that's what what's going to happen in in the academy. Yeah, and and you have a physical agility. What what's that entail? So when we first get them over here, uh, our police academy requires you to do a mile and a half run, uh, push ups and sit ups within. For the push ups and sit ups, you got to do it within one minute, as many as you can. And the mile and a half run, you usually give it about 18 minutes to to run it in. Uh, if you can complete it in within that, uh, you'll be considered for the process. Uh, again, just because you pass those things doesn't mean we're going to hire you. It's a uh, very competitive uh, field out here, so we're going to take the best of the best. All right. Okay. All right. And uh, so you, uh, I know you. Uh, she just mentioned. Uh, military is is uh, is a good plus. Are there any military points awarded for you know pre-service in that? Yes, sir. We do give veterans preference, so that's always a thing that uh, they're allowed to use to uh, you know uh, towards the uh, process of them getting hired here. Okay. And what about college degrees? Oh, that's always a. Uh, uh, sought after thing for I, I believe everybody in the nation, right? We all want yeah. we all want uh, somebody with a degree, right? Uh, but I just want I want everybody to know that that's not the the main focus that we're looking at. Um, we're looking at an overall the big picture. So if you have ten years of work experience, no college degree, but your ten years of work experience has shown that you get to work on time, you work hard. You got a good evaluation, uh, no negative reports about you. Those are all good. Um, you know, those are the things that you know make a, a good police officer. Life experience, uh, a track record showing that you are a good person, a hard worker, honest person. Uh, so those things. That's what we're looking at to see who we're hiring. Because you know, the the most important thing about being a police officer is the integrity. Uh, you know. And we want people with integrity to be here because if you can't trust a police officer, um, you know, to do their job, to be honest, um, there's no sense of being a police officer. So those are the things that we really harp on. And, uh, you know, again, it's nice to have the degrees, uh, but that's not everything that we look at, Um, you know, especially like with uh, military. Um, Most of our military applicants, they don't have a degree. But the great thing is, is that we, uh, you know, reimbursed you for your school here. 
and you could come here and uh, like most of our officers, uh, they, they ended up getting their degree while working here. So it's a great place to come to so that you can finish your degree. Uh, also get paid very well. Uh, our, you know, our pay here is, is phenomenal in Florida. Um, you know, and our pension is, is amazing. Uh, one of the few places, uh, in the nation where you can work 20 years and get a full retirement at 70% of your, uh, uh, salary. So it's an amazing place. And if you want to work longer, you can work 25 years and collect 80% of your salary for the rest of your life. Uh, there's some other states out there that require you to um, be a certain age along with the years. And that's the only way you'll be able to collect. And then you got to wait until you're uh, 65 to collect. Uh, over here, as soon as you retire, you can be 49 years old. As soon as you hit 20 years, you can collect your pension for the rest of your life. Uh, we also have a three-year drop, uh, up to a three-year drop, so that you know you can work uh, an additional few years and then backdrop, sell those hours back, uh, the years back, and you can get a lump sum from the city, and that way you can pay, pay off those big bills that you have. Maybe you have a little bit left on your mortgage, your car payments. Uh, it allows you to be able to budget better when you retire. Um, you know, and we just recently received a huge raise, fifteen uh, percent. Uh, it's one of the biggest raises uh, I, that I know of that's happened here in, this, in the city of Orlando. Uh, and you know, it, it, it's been uh, a blessing to be here in Florida, especially at the Orlando Police Department. Wow, wow, wow. I still got a little bit of gas in the tank, Sarge. May I might put in my app over there. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, like we, we talked about before, we got an airport division. Uh, most of our retirees we hire, uh, they come out there, you know, 20 hours. And they have a good old time, and they can work as much off-duty as they want. So if you ever need that extra cash, you want to come out here, come on and put uh, join the team. We'll, we'll love to have you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So uh, what, what's kind of the, the most rewarding part of, of your job as the uh, sergeant over there over recruiting? Well, for me, it's to see and provide opportunity for these young people who are looking to fulfill their dream. Uh, I remember, you know, I always take myself and I put myself in their shoes. Uh, when I, when I was applying with the Orlando police department, you know, this was my dream to become a police police officer. And, you know, if somebody would have shut the door on me, I would have been devastated. So uh, looking at their face, when you say, congratulations, you're hired with the Orlando police department. And that, that is the most fulfilling, uh, rewarding thing that I could think of being in the recruiting section. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I just had some conversation with, since you're in recruiting and we we're talking about, uh, you know, qualifications and shutting the door on some people's dreams on that. Um, but that's come up recently in other agencies, say in Memphis, about standards. Um, what, what are some of your philosophies on Either, either raising or lowering standards or keeping them the same to, to recruit uh, people into our, to our agencies? Well, I think it's like anything. Um, you know, when you go, you fall into a deficit, uh, you try to keep your standard as, as consistent as possible. Uh, but at some point, you know, it, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a, a water dam, right? Like if you, if it's, if the crops need water, you got to open the dam up a little bit and allow some water to get in there so your, your crops can grow. Um, it, we cannot get under uh, 
a certain amount of staffing uh, due to the fact that we, we have an obligation to the city to keep them safe, to make sure that they have enough uh, police officers out there uh, where we can do our jobs correctly and uh, do it safely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some state mandates that, uh, you know, are, are hard and fast rules that, you know, if you have, you know, whatever it is, a felony or what have you. Um, but then there's some other things that I'm sure they're case by case based on, you know, this specific case and, and the chief can make those those calls. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, you know, there, there's the civil service standards that we go by that's across the board. Uh, and then there's the case by case situations. And if we run into those uh, situations, uh, I usually take it to my chief and my chief of staff and, and we'll discuss it. And uh, we'll make a determination after that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. At least give somebody a chance. If they sound like a good candidate and they came forward, and th- there's some things that, you know, during the background, if, if you have to find out, um, then it's probably a hard no. But if they come forward uh, before or even in the process and tell you about it, that's something maybe you can discuss. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to say that, you know, you tell us all the truth up front, we're going to still hire you. I mean, there's some limitations <laughs> to what we can you know, you know, we still have, uh, like you said, we have, we have some standards that we have to go by, but you know, it does help when you're fully honest with us from the get go. Um, it, it's like you said, if, we, if you make us work to find out things that you've done in the past, then it's definitely not a good look. So to be uh, straightforward and honest with us from the get go is always a positive thing when you're, when you're trying to get a job as a police officer. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, talked about what are the kind of the most rewarding parts of your job. What was kind of the most challenging part of your job? Oh, boy. Challenge, the most challenging part is dealing with the community. You're here for good intentions. You're, you're here to help uh, the community. And when the community doesn't fully understand all the details of of our job uh, and they're negative towards us, the hate that they show us without really knowing us, um, you know, with this whole protest going on, you know, they labeled all police officers as racist. They labeled all police officers, uh, you know, in a, in a way of a stereotype. Um, and it's not fair to us. Uh, as you can see, just by this group here, we're very diverse. Um, you know, my, my children are, are uh, biracial children. So, you know, I get a lot of uh, people saying to me, making comments uh, about going back to your own country without knowing where I was born now. Yes, I was born out of the country. But, you know, I mean, but this is, this is what I'm talking about is uh, they judge us uh, before they get to know us. And, you know, those are the, I think for me, that's my, uh, hardest thing to deal with, especially when I'm out there risking my life, working odd hours. You know, a lot of our people are working uh, weekends, nights, um, holidays, on uh, when people are, you know, s- safe asleep at, at their residence. We're the ones out there making sure that no one's breaking into their house, no one's breaking into their cars, and we're trying to keep them safe and, and do the right things out there. Um so that's the biggest challenge I would have to say. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we do a tough job, but we do it without, uh, you know, asking for thanks. And, you know, because this is a profession that we got into, but uh, we just ask that uh, you, you treat us with respect and 
obviously we treat you with respect anyway. So, cause that's what we do. Yeah. Right? That's what we do. Yeah. Dale, I think uh, a lot of times I think people forget that we're all humans here yeah. and uh, we're not machines. So, you know, we're not perfect, but we will always try to do the right thing. And hopefully at the end of the day, we all go home to our families. Absolutely. And then that's kind of the premise of this podcast to show that we are human um, and we're, we're not perfect. And agencies, when they, the, the thing about our profession is when we identify problems that we take care of them because uh, we are here to serve the community. And, you know, when there are problem, problem children, hey, <laughs> got to go, right? Got to go. Yes, sir. Yes, Absolutely. sir. All right. Cool. Well, hey, I, I thank you guys for, for coming on, all of you, uh, to the show. Uh, but hey, you're not done yet. Remember, I, I told you we got a little something here for you. And you got a, we got some life. We got some lifelines back there to help you out with this. So uh, let me get this started <laughs> here for you. Uh, and this is right here. Black or blue? 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 All right, this is my black or blue game, and your your category today, Sarge, is the house that Mickey built. The houses that Mickey built. Okay. That is in particular Disneyland versus Disney World. So you guys got Disney World out there in Orlando. and We've got Disneyland out here in L.A. I'm going to show you a ride that may be either at Disneyland, Disney World, or both. Hopefully you, hopefully you, in a, you guys back there have been to a Disney World and Disneyland. And uh, <laughs> you, can, you can help each other out there. So, <laughs> All right. So you, all you got to do is tell me, is that is this right at Disneyland, Disney World, or or at both? All right? Pretty simple, right? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> here's, here's, here's your first ride here. How about the Tower of Terror? Disney World. Definitely Disney World. I'm going to say both. I don't know if that both. I say both. Say both. I'm going to go with both. Uh, you should have gone with your first instinct. That is only at Disney World. <laughs> that is only at Disney World. Yes, but he he, he took the uh, the seniority, <laughs> the rank, and he went with it. Somebody back there said Disney World, but uh, all right, well we'll get you we'll get you back on track. We'll get you back on track. How about Pirates of the Caribbean? Disney World, for sure. I think that's both. Well, the the expert says both, so I'm gonna go with both. It is both. Yep. It is both. Yep. It better be as popular as that uh, as that movie was, right? <laughs> yeah. I even think it's at the Paris one too, I think. So, yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Here's your next one. How about uh, Mission Space? Disney World. Yeah. All right. We'll go with Disney World. Yes, that is correct. It is only at Disney World. Yep. All right. How about uh, Radiator Springs? That's uh, from the Cars movie. Definitely probably Disneyland. Disneyland. We're going to go with Disneyland. Yep. That is at Disneyland. Yep. My kids used to love riding on that one. How about uh, the Indiana Jones Adventure? That's a popular one. So we'll go with Disneyland because over here, that one is at Universal. Okay. All right. That is correct. Yep. Only at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> see, see your, your cops there. You got the <laughs> deductive process there. All right. There we go. <laughs> about um, the Jungle Cruise? Disney World. Definitely at Disney World. I know it's at Disney World. I don't know if it's at Disneyland. Well, it, it is a popular one, so think about it. It's been in the movies. Yeah, I don't go to Disney. 
Disney World. So we'll go with Disney World since that's the consensus here. Oh, that is the wrong consensus. Who is that both? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to give you a hint there because it's a popular one. It, it, movies. Usually the movie ones, well, we just say Indiana. Yeah. So maybe not, maybe not. But all right, we only got a couple wrong here. A couple more here for you. How about the test track? Disney World. Yeah, that is correct. Disney World. Looks like a pretty fun ride there. Um, how about the Grizzly River Run? Come on. Come on. I think it's just Disney Yeah, just Disney Let's go with Disneyland. As well, Disneyland only. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a ride. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Let's go with Disneyland. Disneyland is correct. Yep. It is over here. Um, Expedition Everest. Okay, Disney World. Yep, that is Disney World. All right, wow. And your last one here, how about Star Tours? It's a Epcot. It's a Epcot. It's pretty big, though. I mean, it's Disney World. It's Epcot. I think it's Disney World. I don't think it's Epcot. I 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 think it's Epcot. Both. <laughs> yes, that is both. All right. So you did pretty good at that. So we're going to call you. Where we go? We're going to call you the winner. All right. Nice. Yeah, sometimes you gotta you gotta choose the executive decision there, Sarge. So <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so I appreciate you really coming on. How about some words of wisdom for the audience and the listeners before we get you out of here? Yeah, just um be good humans out there, please. And uh, you know, if you're looking for a career in law enforcement, we are hiring. We have a lot of attrition here, so please come on board and we'll process you and hopefully we can work together. Absolutely. Love, love hearing you guys. Uh, how about uh, we get some words of wisdom from everybody back there, too, as well, since we're all here? Jeez, um, you said it all there. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, just be good people. And um, if you want to be a police officer, you want to be a police officer in Central Florida, this is definitely the place to do it. And uh, we'd welcome you. Um, don't forget to be nice to your fellow C officers. Say hi. They're all good people, too. And like my sergeant said, we're hiring, so come on down, Florida. Yep. Uh, I'll give some wisdom to the the brothers and sisters in blue. Uh, Stay strong. Be kind to everyone. Um, Just remember, everyone else out there is humans as well, so we need to to be on the same level. And I just wanted to add, Dale, um, I think uh, we clarified through the – trivia that Disney World is better than Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. I know it's a lot bigger, so when, when I get out there, I'm going to definitely, definitely visit Disney World. Hey, just one last thing before before, before we get off. Um, yeah. 
I just want to let the listeners out there, uh, the viewers out there know that, you know, in Florida right now, first time law enforcement officer, whether you're a police officer out of state or if you're not a police officer, uh, there is a $5,000 bonus uh, to coming to Florida to be a police officer. And we'd be happy to uh, get that started for you if you're willing to come down here and give us a try. Yeah, before I get you out of here, I did want to, when you guys were talking about your recruiting efforts and you go to different events, do you guys travel out of state at any time to to maybe uh, recruit? We do. uh, Corporate Jeanette went to uh, California uh, not too long ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Corporal Avignon (laughs) as well. Uh, So they both went to California, uh, made a trip out there. And I believe uh, we have one person from... uh, uh, California that we hired recently, a young lady. Uh, she she came out to us, and uh, you know we're, we're very proud of her. She's uh, doing great and uh, doing amazing things out here now. She's been here for a couple years now, and uh, have nothing but great things to say about her. Uh, that's why we're continuing to make these visits out there and reach out as far as we can to see if we could get the best qualified applicants we can we can get. Um, you know and. Also, uh, everybody listening out there, we're sponsoring full. So if you're coming over here to get a job, day one, you're going to get a paycheck from us. Uh, We pay for everything, the academy, uh, provide you with every equipment that you would need to be a police officer here. Um, And we're the highest paying uh, starting out in the police academy in Central Florida. So please come on down and uh, find out more information from us so that we can get you started in this career. Hey, you need to stop, Sergeant. You're making it sound too good. Too good for me. <laughs> too good. Hey, how does that work, uh, you know, um, reciprocity, as far as uh, lateral training? Uh, what does a lateral have to do from out of state? Well, a lateral is um, – so if you have two years or more, we will uh, start you out at the next step, so the step two rather than starting you out as a, a step one. Um but to get your certific- certification started here, you got to go through the EOT, which is the equivalency of training. Uh, once you provide all the certificates uh, to uh, an agency here that, that has the ability to uh, verify all your certificates, we have a couple of uh, companies that we use for that. So uh, if you're wondering how to do that, just get with us and, and we'll guide you the right way. But once you get your 76 form, we call it a 76 form, um, what it it does is it verifies all your certificates out of state. And once you are determined qualified, then you can enroll into the EOT school. Once you take that EOT school, that's usually around a week to two weeks long. So once you get through that school and pass it, you'll be allowed to take the state exam. You take the state exam and pass that, and then you'll be officially a certified police officer or a certified uh, person to work in the state of Florida so that after that we can hire you and then you don't have to do the police academy. Yeah, yeah. Because most states have, you know, basically the same laws. It's just, you know, you may call it a different code than we call it over here versus what Montana calls and and all that. So, yeah. Exactly. And, and I'm sure there's some laws that you have that we don't have. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's a few things, but I mean, for, for the most part, you know, it's uh um, pretty very similar to everyone else, and uh, that's why we have a lot of people out of state that come here and they they hit the ground running because it's not that different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, recruiting uh, team there. I appreciate you you all participating in the show here, and and uh, hey, be safe out there, and and uh, happy many returns out there, and getting all the qualified applicants that you can. Thank you. 
Thank you, Dale. Thank, Thank you, you for Dale. having Thank us. You. Absolutely. And we'll talk soon. Yes, that's what's up. Another outstanding interview. Thank you, Sergeant Hall and your team for coming on to the show and sharing your experiences and efforts to recruit the next generation of police officers to Orlando PD. You guys out there enjoyed this episode. Let me know by leaving a comment in the section below and by clicking those like and subscribe buttons if you haven't done so already. If you listen to me on your favorite podcast platform, hey, rate the Black and Blue podcast five stars. I'll be back before you know it with another fun and fact-filled conversation with a minority in U.S. law enforcement. But till then, stay with me, y'all. Stay black and blue. I'll holler at you. Deuces. This has been a Maitre D Entertainment presentation.